Welcome to the NCO Journal Podcast, where we explore NCO professional development. This is a podcast series where we discuss published articles with authors and provide a forum for the open exchange of ideas, information, and solutions. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Brandon Cox, Senior Editor of the NCO Journal. Today we'll be discussing the article, NCO's Role in Multi-Domain Operations, written by Sergeant Major Clayton Dos Santos, an instructor for the Department of Army Operations at the Sergeant's Major Academy. With us is Chago Zapata, Managing Editor of the NCO Journal, and Sergeant First Class's Valdo Akite, the NCIC of the NCO Journal. Thank you for joining us. Since the author isn't with us today, I think it's a, it's a good thing for us to, to talk about this subject and to talk about this article. I think it, it, it needs it. Uh, first of all, let's, let's talk about MDO. What is MDO? MDO is how the Army envisions a joint warfighting concept uh, that will bring to bear all the firepower, both kinetic, which is inflicting physical damage on the intended target, and non-kinetic, which is uh, without any force. Uh, to help the U.S. gain superiority in what is increasingly becoming a contested, access-denied world of near-peer competitors like China and Russia. The, the conflict between, uh, with near-peer competitors and adversaries across air, land, sea, space, and cyberspace. Why is MDO important to MCOs? Why should it be important for them? I mean, why, do, do you want to kick this on? Think, these yeah, I think, on? I think to find out the why it's important for MCOs to understand MDO, we need to start with what we foresee is the problems NCOs will face in multi-domain operations. And so th that's kind of what we need to, I think that's where we need to start. You know, I, I, and I'll, I'll bring up what I, what my, my belief is as far as why it's important. I think it's important uh, when it comes to accomplishing any mission as, uh, when when uh, the commander gives uh, gives his intent and he tasks soldiers, NCOs, with, with certain with certain missions uh, I think it's important for NCOs to be aware, not just of their small piece of the pie, but also of the overall uh, strategy of what's going on. I think that being informed, being aware of what's going on uh, is, is important to, to, to being able to meet that commander's intent. Uh, if, you're, if you're in the dark about the overall mission or about uh, what's going on in the world around or what's going on in battle, uh, you may not necessarily be in on all the major briefs, but if you're as informed as you can be about MDO and about what your overall mission is, then you're going to be more capable of of accomplishing whatever your 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 mission is or whatever whatever the the, the task is that the commander assigned to you. Uh, in other words, you know, commander's intent. If if you only if you're not well informed, how much are you going to be able to accomplish? You know, how much of that intent are you going to be able to accomplish? Let's talk about that. What is the future fight with a near-peer adversary going to look like? And I think that's where the problems um, that NCOs will face will come from. Like the way I see a fight with a near-peer competitor in the future is going to be um, land is going to be gained and, and it's going to be lost from one day to another. We're not going to be able to establish forward operating bases securely in different sections uh, of the area of operations like we did in the past, right? When we were doing coin operations, we were able to establish FOBs in different locations and securely. We, we never had to really worry too much about losing a FOB. But in the future fight with near peers, I see us probably gaining and having to retake FOBs from the enemy um, because we're going to be overwhelmed. We, we might be overwhelmed. We're going to be... Um, we're going to lose some of those fights. And that, that's because... The near peer 
applying all their elements of combat power are going to be able to defeat us at some point, just like we will be able to defeat them. And I think that's where the NCO is going to have to understand that and see that. Well, let's let's kind of dig into that a little bit. You're talking about the, the United States is used to having air superiority, pretty much every conflict that we've ever been. We've, we're used to that air super, superiority. You, you as an infantryman, uh, Sarnequite, you depended on close air support. You know, in combat with a near peer competitor, are we, we're not going to, we may not have that. They may, it may cancel itself out. So there may not be, just like right now, I think in, in Ukraine, I don't think there's, there's no air superiority by either the, the, the Russians or the Ukrainians. So that's, that's kind of a stalemate. So they, they have to depend on other means to accomplish the mission, uh, whether it's artillery support or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I'm not as well read in Ukraine as, as, as I should be, but I think that it's, uh, it's, it's, it would be an important thing for NCOs to, to study and to learn about. Well, you, you mentioned close air support, right? And, and the best case scenario, we have air superiority and we have that close air support available. But you mentioned, um, you know, in the, with a near peer, we might not have that and yeah. it might cancel out. But that's not even the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that we don't have air superiority and then the enemy has close air support. And so that's a fight that we haven't uh, really seen in a large scale. Um, never. Never, right? Like, yeah. So um, that's what we have to be prepared for. What, what are we going to do as a force when the enemy has air superiority in a certain sector and they have close air support raining down on our FOBs, I'm, I'm using FOBs because they're forward operating bases as, as forward troops trying to advance in different regions. But what's what's going to happen? That's the worst-case scenario, and that's where NCOs need to begin to prepare their soldiers for for worst-case scenarios against a near-peer threat that can apply all their elements of combat power against us. And that's that's kind of where I'm talking about. It, yeah. You know, it, we'd be lucky if, if all it is is it cancels stalemate. out. Yeah. Stalemate. Um so the, what what is understanding that the fight is going to be tough? It's going to be complex. It's gonna it's gonna you know we're seeing things in in Ukraine where one force is using drones and just bombarding enemy locations and civil areas. As NCOs, how do we prepare our soldiers to be able to to fight in that kind of environment? We need soldiers that are going to be mentally and physically strong, resilient. They're going to need to be be able to understand all the different objectives that we're trying to reach because at any given moment we can lose entire units entire tiers of leadership you're going back on that too imagine also not having communications so no no close air support no no air support whatsoever and then loss of communications that would be another thing that i think ncos should train for is like what if what if you you're not able to communicate with higher care headquarters and, and the only path you have ahead of you or the only a guide you have ahead of you is what you what the intent the commander's intent was uh, from your initial, your initial orders, and you have to follow through with that. But if you know what's kind of going on in the world around you, you may be able to to be to make more intelligent decisions when it comes to the mission. I think one of the things the NCOs can do, or squad leaders can do, just at their level, is maintaining the fact that our soldiers need to uh, stay proficient on radio comms because we're not going to have the cell phone use and things like that that we have now. And I think some of those things are going to the wayside and they need to be brought back. How to put up an OE-254. Like, every soldier should know how to do that stuff, especially if we're going forward into Ukraine, ever. When we're talking about every soldier, we're talking about every specialty out there. It has to focus on basic soldier skills. 
how to dig a defensive position, how to, you know, set up radio communications, how to how to defend a position, how to do offensive operations, defensive operations. All these little basic things that we we right now just kind of we we tend to focus on our specialties and being competent in that, which we should. But preparing for the and the future fight, preparing for a multi-domain battle, it's going to require all soldiers at every MOS and every specialty to be proficient and competent in the soldier basic soldier skills. That happened a lot in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know, fobs would be overrun, and yeah, that would be the cooks and the S one clerks the, uh, out there with a rifle in their hands, uh, firing at the enemy. I guess planning for the unexpected and keeping those basic soldier skills up to date. Yeah, and being informed. I think. Yeah. I think that's my that's my thing. I think it's you know being informed about the what's going on, not just your 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 uh, tactical you know, mission, but also, you know, the, the, the big picture I think is important as well. Well, well, that's what the author is talking about in his article. He says the uh, NCO's role in MBO are going to have to deal a lot with assertive communication, training management, and leadership. And so uh, when we're talking about assertive communication, I think we've already hit on some of those things, which is uh, an NCO needs to be able to listen actively, listen well um, for, for soldier needs and then, like you said, Chago, to understand commander's intent. And then uh, NCO needs to be able to communicate that with their soldiers. And so they're going to be able to be, they're going to need to be effective communicators. So I think we talked a little bit, of, uh, we already talked about communication. But some of the other things we haven't probably talked about is um, the training management aspect of where NCOs need to kind of develop themselves. We talked a little bit about uh, training model preparation, conducting individual training and organizational training. You know, that's talk, we're talking about basic soldier skills. But another thing that we have to do is organizational uh, training. So we're going to have to also prepare small tactics, maneuvers, and things like that. As NCOs, we need to prepare our soldiers and be able to do that. That's, you know, small unit movements, reacting to contact, all the things we had mentioned, I think you, you touched on in saying uh, the VBIEDs, drills, and things like that. What do you guys think that NCOs can do now to help prepare? I think one of the first things that NCOs need to do is they need to assess the needs of their unit. Like this is one of the things the author mentions. He, the author mentions assessing needs, setting the right conditions, encouraging initiative, taking prudent risk. Part of that assessment is is uh, seeing where you're your small unit right now stands in as far as basic soldier skills and then assessing whether or not they're proficient in, you know, if there's an organizational training that the unit needs. And then maybe setting the conditions in training to be able to get soldiers to be proficient in these areas. How do you, how do you think that preparing for MDO is different from other types of training we have in the military? Well, I think you're going you're gonna to need to incorporate things that you haven't done before. You know, I remember the, the training that I we used to do, and we would concentrate on, you know, let's just say, for example, Battle Drill 1 Alpha, you know, and we would be conducting that drill, and we would drill it in every different type of situation, in the rain, in the dark, um, under fire, but we really never thought about it as, what if you start getting hit with cyber attacks? What if your comms go out? What if um, you get hit with an EMP? What if drones start flying in? What do you do if you're surrounded at that point? So those are the things that we, I don't think we've been incorporating recently because in the last war that we've, that we've been in, you know, in Afghanistan and Iraq, we enjoyed those advantages in those spaces. 
in the future fight, I don't think we will. So that's what we need to start incorporating. So that's what needs to be done, replicated in the training environment. People are going to have to get creative in their approach of training and how do they incorporate these things and solutions for these things are going to have to be creative as well. Yeah, that brings up a question too. Uh, technology. You know, technology, it, it moves at an incredible rate. We There's always new things being developed. Uh, what it, it comes down to, I think in the end, it might come down to not being able to depend on technology to combat certain things because no matter what we develop, the enemy's already looking to counter it. Yeah, that's part of the leadership um, work that also needs to be done um, because, you know, NCOs are going to enable their soldiers, and, and depending on the training the soldiers receive, is going to depend on whether soldiers are are able to take the initiative when needed. Training like this in these scenarios helps prepare soldiers to be able to do these things. We don't have the solutions here for all these things, no. right? Like nobody probably does, no. but putting soldiers in these scenarios and allowing soldiers to take initiative and think creatively and think you know, removing the leader from that training maybe sometimes will spark new ideas. Uh, let, let's talk about one of the things, too, that, that may or may not be available in the, in the future fight. And uh, I'm thinking of social media. Yeah, I think that's that's an actual – that's part of NDO, I think, because it's, it, you know, it's, it's something that's out there and it's, um, and it's everywhere. Well, the information environment is part of cyber um, cyberspace. And it does uh, permeate throughout all these other domains um, the information space does, right? If you take a look at one of the strategic objectives of MDO, which is also in the article, it says that um, we need to recompete or set conditions for a secure environment with a political advantage. And that's kind of what um, it's going to require for everybody is to understand that as we're recompeting in this environment, we're going to need to set conditions. And those conditions are going to have to take place in different um, environments, not just the physical environment, but the information environment. And I think that's where key positions like public affairs and uh, information operation capabilities are going to come in and, and be able to um, help us win wars. This is an, a contested space that really there's not, there's not a lot of um, doctrine on it now on how we are going to conduct operations against the near peer in the information environment, but this is something that does does need to come up and does need to be discussed especially if we're losing communication towers and things like that. You know, how do we do that? But winning matters. So we need to prepare to fight and win. And that's where I think the difference will come because our, you know, our army is, is better trained, better prepared, has more uh, soldiers and leaders that are critically creative thinkers, critical thinkers. And we need to continue to develop that because at the end of the day, the, the fight is, may happen. And, but we need to ensure that we win, and that's gonna, it's going to take all these things coming together for us to be able to do that. We would like to say thank you to Sergeant Major Dos Santos and a thank you to our audience. Remember to put your knowledge to the page, submit articles, and get published with the Intuit Journal. Don't forget to check out our webpage and follow us on social media. We'll catch you next time on the Intuit Journal Podcast.